From the Bristol Herald Courier, I'm Delena Adams, and this is On the Record. Two people were hit in the fall of 2019 in front of the Barter Theater in Abingdon. Since then, the Barter Theater and the town of Abingdon have been working together to improve safety. We recently spoke with the Barter Theater's managing director, Ross Egan, and the town's public works director, John Dew. So, first tell me, how I guess, how all this started to get some work done here at the crossing. Well, I do believe we, we, uh, we had a couple of incidents um, this past fall. Very unfortunate. Uh, a dear friend of ours, one of our, our volunteer ushers, was struck late at night. Um, and uh, it ended up, he ended up passing about a week later. Uh, and that's, and that, that started the conversation to say, wait a second, you know, it just had, uh, the traffic change had just, shift had just happened. Um, you know, what's, what's going on? And about a month later after that, we had a patron get, get hit as well by another driver. Uh, and we were already in the process. Uh, and it confirmed that, you know, this crosswalk has probably 200,000 people cross it every year just for shows specifically. Uh, and we needed to make sure it was as safe as possible. Uh, and that's how the conversation started. Uh, and you can see right now there's action being taken as we speak uh, to make it as safe as possible. Okay. Now when the usher was hit, what was happening that night here? Uh, we had a performance that night. I believe it was a Thursday night. I, I don't have the exact date. Um, he had just finished uh, the shift uh, and he was coming out of the theater back to his car. Uh, all the patients had already gone home, so it was a little later at night. Um, and so that he was just leaving his shift, crossing the street when, when he was struck by a vehicle. And he was he was here a long time, wasn't he? Yes, he was one of our most active volunteers. Uh, he uh, we had just the night before given him an award for best usher of the year, um, uh, and it was uh, we gave him an embroidered sweatshirt zip up. Uh, that was embroidered with his name on it, and he was actually wearing that when he was struck uh, the night after. Uh, and it was a little surreal, to be honest, um, and, and very unfortunate. He had been, uh, he had been the best, the usher that had donated the most time uh, for years before that. Yeah. So uh, we're currently working on, on getting a, a memorial of sorts together for him to, to, to honor how much work he put into this theater and how much he loved it, um, which we'll, we'll hopefully have right before, prior to our opening, Drive Miss Daisy in April. Okay. Um, so before the two incidents last year, was, was there any discussion, since you're going in was there any discussions about doing something to the crosswalk to make it safer? Um, my understanding is that this has been a, a topic that has been discussed in the past. Okay. Um, that has been my understanding. I know personally as a, uh, a walker, uh, I've seen people go by really quick when I'm, you know, making sure to press the button and things like that and be a pedestrian in that case. So I, I know that it's been a topic of conversation, uh, but I couldn't necessarily speak to exactly what was discussed right. or anything like that. So I guess what went on between the barter and the town and making improvements happen? We worked very, very closely with them. Uh, we wanted to make sure that anything we did was as constructive as possible. Of course, we... Uh, at the barter, we're theater people. We don't know that much about codes mm -hmm. in terms of the uh, the highway code and everything like that. I mean, the conversation was immediate. I were working with Jimmy uh, Morani over at as the town manager, but also John Dude, uh, Public Works, 
we've been talking, I probably say, on a bi-weekly, at least every week, if not twice a week, to talk about solutions. As you can see, immediate action they already took was, you know, reinforcing the reflective. They did some painting on the crosswalk. They're relocating to add another um, streetlight to make sure that people can see. Uh, in addition, I know that we've all, including Katie Brown, who's the managing director, have driven through here at night on different nights to try to understand what some might be some of the obstacles for drivers uh, to be able to, to, to see the patrons in the crosswalk. Uh, and now that, you know, we're closed, it gives us a little time to, you know, figure out what works best. So I think we're, if anything, we can just keep adding additional measures uh, that we plan to use that would make it as safe as possible, including, um, you know, having our ushers outside to make sure that the button's always pressed when a patron's crossing, because that's a big obstacle. Have you ever had ushers outside before? Yes, we have. We have. And during, especially on the school groups, when we have school kids come in the morning, we have people physically stopping to people, in the, and they've been doing that for years. But now often when it's late at night and we go out, people are just so excited. They'll cross the street without pressing the button. Mm -hmm. So we're looking at how to make that button more visually uh, prevalent mm -hmm. to make sure that people, and, and comply with ADA as well, to make sure people keep pressing it. And in addition to that, we're going to have people out here pressing the button for them just to make sure until we treat that culture. And making sure people cross in the crosswalk has been a big issue. They're crossing on either side, um, you know, over there or sometimes over here if they're parking down there. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just an education component to our patrons as well mm -hmm. uh, to remind them to, you know, be cognizant of, of, of cars crossing the road. Um, so yeah, I think it's a, mm -hmm. an, an ongoing conversation. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else that you expect to happen here with the um, crosswalk? I mean, I think that... This is, we, we are currently looking at lighting still, additional lighting on top of these. We're talking about, um, you know, how the lights, uh, I think they were adding, we were planning on add one, adding one of the flashing lights over there on that corner. Um, one of those uh, signs in the middle of the road that really gets your attention mm -hmm. that we have down at, like, at Bonfire. Uh, to be honest, we're exploring literally, we're talking about sensors on the to trigger lights and things like that. We're, we're looking at every single option. And if anything, we're, we just keep adding things on that we could to make it safer. So who is, um, I guess, funding all of this? Is it the town or is it Barber? Um, in terms of the additional streets, since that's a public crosswalk, mm -hmm. I do, they are handling all the costs associated okay. with that. Okay. Yeah. First of all, when did, I guess, discussions about the Barber crosswalk start? Uh, obviously, they started after the two instances mm -hmm. and uh, I guess it was November maybe late November first part of December um, we had two pedestrians hit uh, one of them mm -hmm. tragically unfortunately is a fatality mm -hmm. um, but anytime you know anytime we have a pedestrian accident which is is not com I wouldn't call it common but anytime we have one obviously it compels us to take a, a pretty hard fresh look uh, at the crosswalk if that's where it happens and, and take a look to see if there's anything mm -hmm. we can do differently, any, any way we can enhance the crosswalk. If we can take information from the accident report and figure out uh, is there like an underlying cause or any kind of uh, problem there that we can, we can address. So mm -hmm. we did all that. We're continuing to, to look at this one. Obviously the Barter crosswalk is uh, um, it's I think it's easily the most used crosswalk we have in town. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and certainly, uh, it's one of the, in, in my opinion, it's been one of the safest crosswalks considering how many pedestrians have crossed mm -hmm. uh, for, for the barter shows and other reasons, and then how many vehicles per day we have traveling down that road. Mm -hmm. um, it, it rightfully so has been one of the ones that we've devoted a lot of attention to in the past. But again, when you have some, certainly when you have a fatality, you're going to take a, mm -hmm. take a fresh look at it, and we have. And since uh, since those two incidences, we have taken a uh, we've made a few changes at the crosswalk. Um, we cleared out some vegetation that was near it. Mm -hmm. um, we also uh, painted lines on either side of the crosswalk, hopefully to better uh, define uh, the crosswalk, especially at, at night. We already have the existing flashers, which I, you know, I'm sure if you went up there. Mm -hmm. Or if you've been through there before, you see the flashers uh, that we have if you push the button um, before crossing the crosswalk. Uh, we are also changing the location of the street lights okay. uh, after some consultation with some uh, folks in the lighting field. Uh, um, just several steps like that to, to try to make it better. I'd, I don't personally think that any of those uh, items that we've done necessarily contributed to the ac two accidents mm -hmm. that we had. But again, when when we have something like that happen, uh, we're taking a fresh look because mm -hmm. we hadn't that crosswalk had been in that configuration for I'm going to say at least 15 years. Uh, the same situation, same same setup, and uh, based. On the information we have available, we had never had a pedestrian uh, accident in that crosswalk in the, those 15 years. And then you have and then suddenly we have two in three weeks. So again, it makes you take a take a serious look at mm -hmm. it again. Have you been able to determine maybe what were the underlying causes for those two? It's you know you look at the accident data. The they have some consistencies. Both accidents happened at night. Mm -hmm. um, uh, close to the same time. Um, uh, so was, um, both dri drivers were charged with uh, failure to yield to pedestrian and crosswalk. Mm -hmm. So that's, uh, that, I guess that wasn't too surprising because um, that is the responsibility in, in, uh, of the drivers to yield to pedestrians mm -hmm. when they are in the crosswalk. Um, so it's, it's, it's hard to say. The, all the underlying mm -hmm. causes. I think the uh, one of the incidences. I think the the, the driver uh, was elderly and then had some, maybe had some issues contributing to mm -hmm. maybe not seeing the pedestrian in the in the crosswalk as well as they should have. So um, you know, is there is there one one underlying reason? I don't think so. And, and in a case like this, it, a lot of times there's not, it's not quite that simple, you know. Any t pedestrian safety or crosswalk safety really comes down to the responsibilities of three different people or entities. It's the driver, the pedestrian themselves, and then the, whoever's responsible for the setup of the crosswalk or the maintenance of the crosswalk, which in this case is the town. So for the safety of crosswalk really depends on all three of those parties, you know, doing what they should be doing to, to, to have a safe crossing. So, uh, 
ultimately, uh, you know, unfortunately, these instances just happen at some point. Uh, but we want to try to do what we can to to create the safest environment we can for for that crossing. We think we have that, but uh, um, we just keep looking at it and keep seeing what we can do. Okay. Now, are there advanced, I guess, warning signs on that crosswalk? There are signs up there. There are warning signs uh, that comply with the. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the, the traffic uh, manual, uniform traffic control devices. It's something that the Federal Highway Administration puts out. And uh, it's kind of like it, it is the cross-the-board standard nationwide on uh, signage and, and mark pavement markings and that sort of thing. So we do have the signage up that complies with that. Um, mm -hmm. We do have in, in that crosswalk, we do have the additional feature of that push-button flasher system which both with ha which has flashers in both in the pavement and in those warning signs at the crosswalk so if you've been through there at night um, and somebody's pushed that button I'm sure you've noticed uh, mm -hmm. all the lights going off when we do so the only warning signs are actually at the crosswalk itself there's none like a certain distance away from it uh, as, as drivers approach no, I don't think there's any approach to that crosswalk you there. Consider the, something the, like that? The warning sign itself is visible from several hundred feet away, which is mm -hmm. adequate stopping site distance for that for that certainly for that speed of the road coming through there. Uh, we've considered, you know, we've considered all mm -hmm. uh, of the possibilities. Uh, like I said, I feel like we've got a good uh, the again, the crosswalk operated for mm -hmm. so many years without any incidences. We don't feel like it was uh, you know, really deficient to start with, but uh, um, we are doing doing what we can to to enhance enhance the crosswalk overall. Okay, um, <clears throat> is there anything else that you may be doing to the crosswalk? Uh, we, uh, like I said, we're in the process right now of changing the the location of the lights. We're actually adding one street light. We're changing the location of the other uh, to improve possibly how the light is angled to the uh, to the pedestrians as they cross. Is that what they're actually the out there doing today? Visibility. They, they there are may several be. several men out there working as well. Yeah, they may be out there right okay. now putting a foundation in for mm -hmm. the new pole, yes. Okay. If you notice, there's a cone um, out there as well that we have an existing foundation or a new foundation that we just put, put in uh, a week or so ago that we're going to relocate the one street light to that new foundation and we're putting in another new foundation mm -hmm. tomorrow actually and uh, we coordinate that with AEP who does all the uh, uh, street light maintenance mm -hmm. in town so we're coordinating with them to get those lights uh, the one light relocated and the new pole installed okay. so now are there are there other crosswalks in town that Maybe you're looking at or have looked at recently. Um, I've heard several people say the one by the Bonefire. <laughs> the one by Bonefire. Yeah. Uh, well, that's one that I've, you know, you hear people say mm -hmm. they they got to be careful there. You know, it, it. We yes, we have looked at all of those. That's a mid-block crosswalk. Uh, I don't know if you've noticed that in your, your time in town, but. Um, I think every mid-block crosswalk we have in town, we have one of those uh, in-street pedestrian signs. It's a sign right in the middle of the, mm -hmm. the roadway that, that uh, further advises drivers to stop for pedestrians in, in a crosswalk. 
And we've done that intentionally because mid-block crosswalks, sometimes you, you're not expecting somebody to be crossing. Somebody would be crossing there. Typically, people are going to cross at intersections. Mm -hmm. So we've got that extra protection there. We do have the warning signs at that one. Um, as uh, Again, with the information I have, I, I'm not aware of any uh, pedestrian accidents, accidents at that crosswalk. Um, so, you know, I walk through, I walk around town quite a bit. And, uh, you know, there's some that, uh, you know, maybe I'm more careful than others. Um, you have to, as a pedestrian, again, you, you have a level of responsibility too to, to make sure that you're crossing safely mm -hmm. and looking out for yourself and looking out for maybe drivers that may be distracted or not slowing down or not paying attention. But, you know, when we consider um, the crossings we have on Main Street, Main Street through town gets anywhere from 12 to 14,000 vehicles a day. So you, uh, hopefully people are considering that when they're, uh, um, you know, when they're, when they're making a crossing and, and looking out for that. Mm -hmm. okay. Any idea how many vehicles you normally pass in front of the barter? It's uh, the it latest, VDOT does counts every year, and their latest estimation on, on that section of Main Street is 12,000 vehicles a day. Mm -hmm. And when you put that together with how many pedestrians uh, cross, especially when barter's in season, they're, they're not now, uh, but when they're in season, how many you know, thousands of pedestrians they have crossing, mm -hmm. in addition to just people that are crossing for other reasons, uh, you know, to go to town hall or, or just access anything else in town. Um, you know, I, I, over that 15-year period, I figured there's uh, been roughly like 65 million vehicles crossing that uh, crosswalk and, and thousands of pedestrians. Um, um, again, the, you know, given those numbers without an incident, I consider that it's been a pretty safe crosswalk. Mm -hmm. But back to that same point, if you have two incidences in, in three weeks, it, it certainly makes you look at it. Take a, take a fresh look at it. Okay. So are there any other crosswalks in Abingdon of concern? None based on accidents or, or history like that. Mm -hmm. You know, again, we have some that, that um, the ones that cross four lanes of Main Street or uh, the one here at Cummings and Main that cross four, uh, four lanes of Cummings Street, you know, obviously... Uh, as a pedestrian, me walking around town, I'm certainly more careful when I cross those. But um, again, I feel like we've got the signage and the markings up that comply with the standards, the industry standards uh, for safety. So um, I, I feel like we've got the, the proper setup for a safe crosswalk at those locations. Okay. But it's part of my job to always be concerned about <laughs> pedestrian safety. I will say we've got a, a project ongoing now currently. It's in the design phase. Uh, hopefully, uh, we'll go to construction in the next 60 to 90 days. But we are adding uh, a flasher uh, pedestrian uh, system at the crosswalk on Russell Road at the uh, baseball fields out there, if you're familiar with that location. Mm -hmm. We already have uh, we already have flashing warning signs in advance of the entire area, uh, but we're going to have actually a push button flasher at the crosswalk there. Uh, again, the thought there is uh, when when baseball season 
is uh, when it when it is baseball season, we have quite a few kids uh, crossing mm -hmm. there. So, just another um, uh, way to try to enhance visibility at that crosswalk. And Russell Road also gets a lot of traffic. Also gets a lot of out of town traffic or people that may not be familiar with the mm -hmm. with the area. So. Um, uh, we feel like that's a good project to help, you know, increase visibility there. Mm -hmm. We're also looking at the crossing, uh, the crosswalk at the Virginia Creeper Trail trailhead there, uh, the crossing from the gravel parking area over to the trail. Been a crosswalk there for years, but we are looking at that one as well um, as far as potentially putting up some flashers there. Okay. Okay, I think that's it right now. Okay. If you have any other questions, you know how to reach me. On the Record is made possible by David Cricker, Delana Matthews, David McGee, Nate Hubbard, and Tim Hayes. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.